or presents the buddy system. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And this is Gwen Stagg. Yeah, it's, it's Orb, and Gwen is back. Gwen is back, and you can get a picture next to her cardboard cutout for $20. <laughs> we're, Gwen is back. We're very happy to have you. Mm-hmm. Love to be back. Love the show. It's been great so far. Uh, seeing, It's so weird to see people say that they did not give the show a chance until y'all <laughs> made them do it. <laughs> We're, hey. we're we're what's known as influencers. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and I say that because I want to get seventy thousand dollars from oil of Valet soap. <laughs> not, not even soap that I use irritates my skin. Deathly allergic to yeah. it, but they give me seventy thousand dollars. So yeah. it's kind of a so wash. I'll keep some of it in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for people who don't know, uh, who haven't didn't listen to her first appearance, Gwen uh, is the person who can pose our theme song. Mm-hmm. So that weekly bop, you have her to thank for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gwen, uh, why this episode of season three? We reached out and gave you the pick of the litter. Dermot. Yeah. Dermot. Dur- Dur- <laughs> Dermot's a standout. I, I love Dermot. Um, I guess slight spoiler for later years, but we only get three precious seasons with Dermot. Yeah. And, um He's he just is such a fully realized character, and we all know Dermots, <laughs> or we mm-hmm. knew them in middle school, high school. They were just around. Mm-hmm. Where they come from, like I don't know. I don't relate to Dermots, but they were there. Well, here's the thing: if you're if you're listening to that and you're like, I don't, I didn't know a Dermot. You were the Dermot. Yeah, you <laughs> might you might have been the Dermot, and yeah. it, 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 you know the 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 Dermot in my in the Dermots in my life were oftentimes older family members of friends uh, who, for some reason, hung around with us, the younger kids. But the Dermot always kind of barnacled on. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some dermots, some dermots can grow out of it, and for some, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Some it's, pe- it's a you can digivolve into a different kind of yeah. dermot, but you can also keep that army jacket on for your entire <laughs> life. I had I had an uncle who was in credo dermot until he died. He was like dermot from cradle to the grave, <laughs> needle to the grave. Yeah, he, uh, like, but he was he was incredibly dermot the entire time I knew him. Um, you know, big uncle energy, this dermot. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. Just the, the 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 compulsive liar, uh, shit talking friend. Love it. Yeah. Not even friend. Absolutely. But yeah. Just fixture. Dermot's a fixture. You just get a Dermot. Yeah. Um, I love this episode because it is a low stakes episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided that for me for season three, like I like the lore episodes, but this kind of stuff is really my my favorite stuff that the the show really does. Yep. You know. I love these hangout episodes. These are really fun and funny to me. Um, this is this very is something... much like a sister episode to tag sale. Yeah. Like yes. very similar stakes, very, very just at the compound involving a huge amount of the universe being sucked into this nexus. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and very little ultimately happens except for the few things that do. Yeah. 
Yeah, we just we're, we're, we're introduced to some people who will be important later. You know, we get Dr. Z, we get Dermot, but that's really the only movement that we have. And like tag sale, you know, having the tag sale energy is good and fine. Uh, the thing is, though, at this point, a lot of the characters are more established um, and also like new people have been, have, have been introduced. So having the order of the triad there to do safety stuff uh, mm-hmm. is extremely good to me as well. Pirate <laughs> captain's a miracle in this. Oh yeah. Um, it, I don't think maybe, any any of the summer camp guests are worth like they're all worth their screen time. One thousand percent. It's weird. The only thing I think that is probably not worth its screen time, and this is, I don't know how controversial this is. I might have cut the monarch stuff from this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm if, if, I mean, if you're going to cut one thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's so small and so inconsequential, and like I I'm okay with the moppets. You know the moppets have a limit, and we haven't hit the moppet limit. <laughs> uh, I just don't know how necessary it was to check back in with the the monarch and just be like, yeah, he's still trying to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know that the important uh, plot development of Doctor Misses the Monarch's costume, I guess. Yeah. The costume's incredible. <laughs> uh, you know, very good costume. Yes, um, I, I I like uh, Brock's uh, uh, overall arc in this. We're going to talk about it in detail, but him turning to the Moppets in desperation because he doesn't know what to do about <laughs> Dermot is very good. <laughs> Every, everything with Brock in this is incredible. Yeah. It's it's one of the best like performance voice performances. Yep. <laughs> That, that that he gives there's a part there's a moment where dermot first starts mouthing out off to him and he just makes a like a shocked noise like, <laughs> <laughs> and i think is i get stuck in my head all the time is just like the f- like he's like being dumbstruck is so fucking good yeah uh i i, I just love it so much yeah. we should get into it because each one of these moments is worth like chatting about like this yeah. is just a big character fun showcase mm-hmm uh, for this so this uh written by doc hammer originally aired june 29th 2008 uh and the concept here is that russie is holding a day camp for boy adventurers mostly just to make money off his past yes. and uh is not paying his friends to uh <laughs> to appear yep they're just showing up uh with booth you know I'm, we've put together a number of booths that's that is not uh an inconsiderable expense you know mm-hmm. <laughs> It's uh yeah it's it's something, uh but yeah the 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 concept of Rusty being there and selling shirts with his face on it and charging for autographs and stuff that is a direct result of Hammer in public having spent time at cons and seeing people people do this as a way to kind of make their living uh, late in their career. Oh yeah, if, if you've ever been to a con and just seen you know Lou Ferrigno. Uh, <laughs> sitting at a table yeah you know what this is <laughs> my, my, my favorite version of that was at uh when we did the uh the milwaukee uh show hopefully we'll do the milwaukee show again because it's so close to chicago you get the actors who played the original um act, the, the original mortal Kombat characters uh mm-hmm. who, who were there selling pictures and autographs and stuff like that so that's good not the movies yeah, our, i mean our, the, uh, the actors who were digitized for the games <laughs> Our, our friend uh, Brad, who did karaoke with like Scorpion or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, pretty cool. Yeah, uh, way cooler than doing karaoke with the Scorpions. I, I yeah, <laughs> you know, if I had to choose, I guess I'm mean, yeah between those two choices. Yeah, um, obvious but, winner. <laughs> but this uh, this was done, uh, you know. So Doc Hammer wrote this. This was the second episode that he wrote for the for for, for the season. And he kind of did it a little bit as a palate cleanser after writing Orb, which is one of the heavier, you know, plot 
uh, kind of uh, kind of episodes. So you can kind of see this as a stretching of the legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about introducing Dermot, who is important. Uh, the other, uh, this is our second appearance of Action Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time he could not be Johnny Quest, like actionably, they had to, to change him. Um, real fun. He changes a lot. Mm-hmm. As the, the show goes on, um, but he's very fun in this. And uh, his enemy, Dr. Z, um, who is based on a character, the only recurring villain from Johnny Quest. Dr. Zinn. Yeah. Dr. Zinn. Um, and uh, Dr. Z is incredible and also turned out to be pretty important mm-hmm. to the show. Yeah. The last couple seasons, kind of weirdly enough. <laughs> um, and you can see, you know, the reason why is because uh, Jackson Public and Doc Hammer uh, love Dr. Z. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a great little bit in the book where they talk about, uh, you know, if Doc Hammer wants to have a line not be cut, he just puts, has Dr. Z say it. <laughs> if Hank or Dr. Z say something, they said, if you want us to, if you want us to have fun, make an entire episode that is just Dr. Z and Shoreleave talking to each other. It'd be incredible. Yeah. And just like with a side of Hank. Yeah. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> yeah. no, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Um, we mentioned the new costume for Dr. Girlfriend. It's called a prototype in this, even though this is just ends up being her costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they talk in the book, uh, and the commentary about how sexy this costume is. And they made it in part in light because of cosplay. Yeah. Um, you know, let's, Dude, let's get some sexy okay. outfits. Yeah. All I, right. I, fair yeah. Enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> but like, are they, mm. so their thought process was like, we want to see somebody wear this. So it's in the show now. I don't. It's I, it's not not that they 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 make reference to that in the commentary. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then in the book, they say like we made this costume. We knew that cosplay was becoming a thing or something. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it it's not Queen Etheria, but it's pretty <laughs> revealing. Yeah, a um, lot, 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 lot of lot of cleavage on this one. I, the, the the sense that I got was that like oh we you know Doc Hammer talked about like oh I can identify all the pieces of clothing in this like that's an American Apparel top etc cetera, etc. Cetera. I think that when he was putting it together, he used those references and you know kind of had an eye toward making this like a fun costume to put together was kind of the sense that mm. I got out of it. Yeah, it's it's a the, it's weird because the books there's reading the book and then listening to the commentary on all these episodes, mm-hmm. you get to see kind of them on their best behavior in the book, mm-hmm. and then the commentary where they <laughs> they go to horny jail, you know, <laughs> it's because it has to go to an editor, Gary. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's exactly it. Like somebody else wrote the book, they edited the interview. In the commentary, they specific the reason why I was not giving them the benefit of the doubt is because they specifically talk about sexy girls in this costume yeah yeah in cosplay and cons mm-hmm. you know so it's just like who who knows with these uh these horn balls yeah uh it is it is difficult to say i was I, that andy daly character dom demarco dom demillo <laughs> dom demillo <Damn girls. laughs> yeah. I, the, um, but, uh, related to cosplay i liked their their gag in the in the commentary saying uh no nobody cosplays as dermot because you, you couldn't tell at a at a convention if they were doing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't want to get mistaken for dermot yeah <laughs> you know and if you if you went up to someone you're like hey nice dermot cosplay and they were really a dermot that's like a dermot mimic that's like a, so get punched oh my face. god yeah <laughs> or if, if 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 they if they were just like superficially a dermot you know like hey are you are you a dermot it's not like asking a woman if they're pregnant like that's just a way to, yeah. to, to convey i mistook you for a dermot <laughs> in, in the old world you could shoot somebody for doing that yeah <laughs> you know you, you do not get to call somebody a dermot <laughs> 
<laughs> so or that Liza Minnelli impersonator I, I booked was really Liza Minnelli. <laughs> that, that kind of energy. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I, you know, one thing too, just uh, without getting into spoilers and stuff, I, I don't necessarily like the end of Dermot's character arc. No. You know, I like Dermot, but I wanted him to do better than this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We get, we, get, we get three seasons, but. He know. just, he gets back shelved like, uh, like hatred does, you know? Mm-hmm. That's still there, but just like, we, we, we're done with this toy. Yeah. A little bit. Um, this opens with a commercial. The cold open is a commercial for Rusty's Day Camp for Boy Adventurers, <laughs> uh, which is real fun. And they show all of the different, like, T-shirt of the month club things they, they had done for this. Yeah. Um, I love the story between, uh, for the Samson Kodokan blood judo. Yep. <laughs> where it's, uh, it's a red belt that he wears. And then they, in real judo, judo he wouldn't have that. Mm-hmm. So they made Samson uh, come with his own brand of judo where you start with a red belt and then everything <laughs> is just a different shade of red. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. was... he looks so mad and it's like, you know, cause judo isn't meant to be violent. Right. You know, right. Defense. But I love Kodakon blood judo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was an animation error, right? They, uh, like they sent it back. The, they got it back from Korea and it had a, a red belt kind of make them look a little bit like Rio. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so and so they that that was the way they got around it. I I love these logos. Like the Billy Quizboy logo is really good. Um, mm-hmm. I I love the uh, the pretend ghost syndicate. Like I would totally have something with the pretend ghost syndicate logo on it. Now, I even love the the mm-hmm. little rusty venture light bulb that's giving you all this info. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is based on on a real thing. They would have these little day camps where like a little light bulb would cartoon light bulb would talk to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember seeing commercials for these kind of things as well. Yeah. Um, obviously not this uh, dangerous or, or what have you. Yeah. But. Yeah. I think the the best line in the commercial for me is when he says it's the be- it's the best camp for boy adventurers in the area, which implies. <laughs> this is a lot of competition. It's 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 not a it's not a national draw. <laughs> So is he, he's not even so like these kids who can't even afford to go to the good camp. Yeah, that makes sense. These are the kids that end up at Rusty's camp. They're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. No, it's still no. two hundred dollars though. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, but, but hey, and he they... can't convince anybody that he was Rusty Venture. It's so like <laughs> this is a really good episode of the show. This yeah. this contains a lot of the things that are special about this show. Well, just like I that's mean, fucking tragic. I just you, you can really like sum up a lot a lot of Rusty. It's a summary of Rusty's entire life. Where a kid asks, you know, where's Rusty? And he says, I I told you I'm Rusty. And the kid just says, What happened? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Um we begin with with Rusty hanging out. No nobody's lining up for his uh at his merch booth. Yep. Uh, and Brock being like, you know, these kids pay $200. I had to get in here and you're charging them 20 for a picture with a cardboard cutout. <laughs> uh, you can get a bobblehead and a t-shirt and stuff. Yeah. All these things here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the Moppets are here. They're dressed up. You know, one of them has like a little propeller beanie that has the microphone. They're here uh, doing like recon uh, for the Monarch because uh, he's doing some, uh, uh, he calls it preemptive arching. Uh, and the Moppets are upset because there's no, 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 no food. Um, and I, I agree with the Moppets. Crawlers are underrated. <laughs> oh, sure. Like, but who doesn't like them? 
Right. I, I thought about that too. Who's who's underrating our crawler? I just think you don't hear about them an awful lot. Like on a donut on a donut spread, the crawler isn't usually there. You know. Yeah, you get a variety pack. There's no crawlers in there. Yeah, it's cause he got eaten, man. It's because Gary was there first. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love a crawler. They're mostly air. It yeah. owns. Yeah, it's um, great. Good ass donut. Yeah, but the, uh, but, but, but like the the food, you know, there, there's no actual like free food there. The two hundred dollars doesn't get you that. There's a vending machine with eight dollar bags of combos. Big convention energy. Yes, like again, like in Milwaukee, where you'd go there and get a. Four dollar and fifty cent bottle of Dr Pepper. Yeah, and, uh, and only man, Dr Pepper. <laughs> when I worked the convention circuit, we had forty dollar per diem to buy food, and <laughs> that got you nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> Just, uh, it's so funny though because it, it's big pandemic energy where I'm missing that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, man, an eight dollar bag of combos. Mm. <laughs> eight dollar bag of combos right now. Uh, I want a nine. I want a nine dollar and fifty cent piece of very dry pizza. <laughs> yeah give me give me a croissant sandwich with no sauce please um rusty calls the the moppets uh you know man those kids are ugly and bro i love i love again the perform the patrick warburton performance in this episode i mm-hmm. uh, just have you're kidding right again <laughs> of plastic dwarves uh you know and i love rusty just not getting it the yes and they're almost as good as you are you and i <laughs> right right almost <laughs> Yeah. Is Rusty <laughs> under the impression that dwarves are a D&D race in real life? <laughs> I think he's just being, I, I think it's, I mean, so being shitty to little people, that's ableism. Yeah. Right? I, yes. That, that's how I would classify I think he's just being ableist. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know, and it's just him being his shitty, confused, like you know, calling everybody else out for the shit that he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> because, because Brock, Brock says, you know, because, because Rusty implied that they're a race says they're, they're not a race. And it's like, Oh, yeah. now who's racist? <laughs> Hitler. Now racist. Yeah. <laughs> like he's saying as if they don't count, they're not good enough to be. A race. <laughs> it's like, like, I, I really, the, really good. The, the, there are a lot of like, there are a lot of base, base level assumptions that are wrong here. We're not going to get this worked out with you during this, scene rusty yeah. yeah uh we cut over to the booths uh where billy <laughs> is making his pitch to kids like if you can't be a boy adventurer why not mm-hmm. be a quiz boy underrated branch of kid genius yeah uh, um because... i love this because like what did, what is billy getting out of this i don't know nothing unpaid <laughs> volunteer and he gets one of the worst days of his life <sighs> pointed out <laughs> yeah. and now i can't yeah. notice it every day is the worst day of billy's life yeah 100 it's like an office space yeah. <laughs> um, it's also like even when he doesn't get anything if a kid decides to become a quiz boy yeah and, like, you that, know, that, that, recruiting for big quiz that show and nor isn't is he still on fond of the quiz boy ecosystem the the school to quiz boy pipeline <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the school to quiz boy to fash pipeline <laughs> <laughs> um, like uh but I, I love the kids just calling him on it immediately oh yeah well, you so know? like you know you're you're not a boy i'm like you're right i'm 35 years old you just solved the case of how to hurt the unpaid volunteers feelings oh god i, I don't know which one he is a shamil or shamazel he might be both <laughs> I, I i like him uh tormenting the kids as well oh, of course and yeah like wrong mm-hmm. you will be a quiz boy uh <laughs> 
pirate captains thing and this is amazing uh i just i just love this look at me i look like johnny depp yeah and you can hang out with people who used to be famous like share uh, <laughs> so, so i wish that they had the courage of their convictions because they say you hang out with people who used to be famous like share or the guy who voiced inspector gadget no you don't say the guy who voiced inspector gadget you say don adams <laughs> you think that's a, an issue of the courage of their convictions cole I think it is. I Are think you that, on your mind? I think that they could it, just it, say, it, I think, <laughs> you could just say Don Adams. All right? Let, trust, trust, that, trust that people will think, know who Don Adams is. I, I think that the joke is that nobody knows who Don Adams is and you're the weirdo. Okay. For this. They I just, think, I think that Doc and, and Jackson definitely knew who was, mm-hmm. but the pirate captain is just going to be like the guy who did the voice for Inspector Gadget. Okay. I just, you I know. think, I think he should have said, he just should have said, should have said Don Adams. You mean the character or the writers? Both of them. <laughs> it's weird. Oh, here's Are you the criticizing the pirate captain. Yeah. It's, call him. Did you have his number? Can you talk to him? <laughs> what's the secret mathematical formula between what's funnier if they pretend like they don't know the thing or they do know the thing? Cause I trust that jo- that, that. Doc and Jackson mm-hmm. know every single reference that they're making. Yeah. But like if they said Don they, Adams, the joke wouldn't land. I would land. But like, how many there's so many jokes <laughs> that you have to go reach for Google for already, Gary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the uh and it would also be a weird slam to Don Don Adams. <laughs> so that that's fair. That that does tarnish the legacy of Don Adams, Cole. Yeah. So they, they it's punching up when it's share. <laughs> It's, okay. <laughs> it's punching down when it's the voice. I guess. I guess what I'm saying is it's weird. It's it, it's weird where they drew the line that they didn't just like it, it. It's it speaks to me that they didn't trust that people would know who Don Adams was, so they had to say, "Oh, he's the guy who played so and so." I don't think that's why they did it. I think I think it's a comedy oh. bit. I think that the comedy rhythm was saying the guy who does the voice for that sounds more throwaway. Okay. All right. All right. Do you, do you think? A sincere question. Do you, do you can think of the the fame levels of Cher and Don Adams or like the notability or knowability of their names to be similar? Or would you agree that Cher is more of a household name than Don, than Don Adams? Cher is more of a more of a household name than Don Adams. I think that the 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 joke of people who used to be famous saying the name that you wouldn't know that that lines up with it more to me. That lines mm. up more with the joke that they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Well, right in listeners. I'm curious as to what <laughs> how mad you are about this. <laughs> and also write in about the very contentious energy that this show t- sometimes takes. Cause it's been several episodes where it's just been open season on goal. <laughs> you know that I love you, but every once in a while you say something that just sounds fucking insane to me. dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like every once in a while, there's like, are, are, you, are you hearing the shit that's coming out of your mouth moment? That I'll have? And like, that's what you're picking up on. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just wild to yeah. me. No, uh, <laughs> I just love like again, just the, the this the sadness of this whole thing. Okay, you, you might not be a boy adventurer, but here's something else you could settle for. Like you know, yeah. yes, you won't be the hero, but you join the rubber mask set, and you can you can just pretend to be a minor forty nine er, you know, or yeah. drink <laughs> you know. Scooby Doo, right? Yeah, uh, very good. Oh, um. We cut over to the monarch on his uh, Mac, and he's watching the Moppets through their their camera uh, here. Dr. Mrs. The Monarch, you know, doesn't understand what he's doing. She's still kind of playing coy. This is before she kind of hardballs him into not 
arching yeah, Dr. Yeah. Venture. She's still gentle at this point. Um, and he gets distracted by it when she comes out with her new costume, <clears throat> which makes him exceedingly horny. Yep. Uh, you know, he starts off with just talking about her boobs falling out, but then talks about uh, sitting on her king's ever-expanding throne. Mm-hmm. Which, when you get a boner, like your app doesn't get bigger. It makes like it sound like it's infinite. Doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do we do? It'll blot off the sun. <laughs> this Katamari laugh will kill us all. Um, oh my gosh! Uh, so, <laughs> cut over. Hank and Dean are you know standing there watching on. Dean gets scared off because looming, uh, uh, you know, in a shadow from the casting shadow on the sun. Uh, we have Dermot, this huge teen approaching. Uh, and he I, is. I love that so much. Where well, like he's like, "What is that?" And he's like, "That's a teenager." <laughs> like that delivery is very good. Like, and then Dean brings up, he's like, "We're teenagers." <laughs> that ain't right. Like it's so good. Like, yeah. wait a minute, that's not what a teenager is. Yeah. And I think I'd like to take a, an opportunity to talk about Dermot himself for a moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, voiced by uh, Doc Hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So my. Yes, and this is totally a guess. You guys have read the book, and I haven't, and I listened to the commentary years ago. I always assumed that they basically were looking at all the axes of the show and realized that the family axes didn't have an in for Doc Hammer. And Mm. so they made him a venture brother, basically. Hmm. Like, the, 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 there's no, no one in the immediate family that Doc Hammer voices. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's always, he's, he's out of those storylines as an actor. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I never really thought about that, but that's like 100% true. I could see you that. Quiz boy everything. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, so like, like, this is a way, again, to have, you know, like those, to, to have it be those two guys, because he's always playing against Hank, another Jackson Public character. So you get that dynamic in there. Uh, which the, just naturally that is the way that they write. Also, like adding new characters and pairs, you get public voicing uh, Sergeant Hatred, and then you get Dermot coming in as a new character, you know, bringing in his pairs. Yeah. 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 Both of which they were like pretty in love with. Yes. You know, get used a lot during the season. Yeah, that makes tons of sense. Yeah. I, I can see that. Um, when when he shows up here in episode, he talks about his mom made him come. Um you know, uh, and that his dad was probably special ops. This is all part of a, a big red herring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a lot to kind of suggest to you that the dad was supposed to be Brock, but when they wrote the episode, they did, they left it open on purpose. Yeah. And do you think they knew at the time? Cause like we don't get the full reveal till midway season four, if I remember. Yeah. I, I think so because the hinting is so strong towards it being Brock's kid that it would be weird if that was an intent, like an intentional swerve in the, in like, the book. I think they, like they, they talk about, they say, you know, we, we, we put stuff out and we see how people react and we will always do, you know, they, they say we tend to do the swerve. If, you know, if, if people thought, Oh, Brock definitely isn't the dad, we would have made it the dad. Like they've got a contrarian streak to them when they, when they mm, lay this yeah. stuff out. Yeah, I was noticing watching the last few episodes that they really love to set themselves up a puzzle box that they like to solve later. Mm-hmm. They don't want to know the answer until an answer is demanded, basically. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, like, contemporaneously, people were not really interested in who his dad was. Everybody was looking at the silhouette of the mom in the car and trying to draw conclusions about who the mom was. 
which is really interesting and weird. Yeah. Like fandoms, like, you know, comparing these silhouettes mm-hmm. and it's like, I, I mean, I, I understand like, Oh, they want us to look at the, the dad mystery, but we're mm-hmm. going to, yeah, you know, the mom. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're kind of responsible for that by setting up mommy bomb. Yes. You know, throughout the entire thing as, as a, as a mystery. But it's a, uh, when I read that, that the message boards were all abuzz with who Dermot's mom was, I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, cut over to, uh, to action Johnny. Uh, I love this, this, uh, you know, <laughs> this You're performance. As a dad. <laughs> well, because like the idea of like a bunch of kids, like, Hey, you get to see Johnny quest. <laughs> and this is the speech they give you is very funny. <laughs> Uh, to me, <laughs> it's, it's just it's, so traumatizing. It's the real Johnny Quest. Oh no, it's the yeah. real. This is too real. <laughs> yeah, extremely real. Um, so so good. Like you know, who has a father? You know, I love the kid whose whose dad died. He doesn't raise his hand. He's like, oh, you don't look like Jesus, bro. <laughs> this is the same kid that Billy said earlier. What are you going to be when you grow up? A quiz I'm boy. Gonna be a, you're wrong. You're going to be a quiz boy. Yeah, every, that kid just shows up here to get like absolutely nagged by all of Rusty's friends. So maybe he is a, he's a future quiz boy. He's got Billy energy. Yeah, yeah. Big Billy energy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but just uh, Brandon Small has uh, like had previously done a really good job with this character. This is this is captivating. This performance as as action Johnny, but just as he just like gets into his head and he just goes into trauma flashbacks. You know, maybe I did kill the dog. Maybe I was the lizard man who stole your precious serum, father. Father, you care more about that serum than me. Yeah, Uh, this also like sets up uh, one of my favorite season four episodes, which is the. the therapy episode. So good. Is, oh, that is such a good episode. It's a really good one. Like tons of good action, Johnny. Yeah. Stuff and like, that. like one of the best Seth Green performances you're ever going to get in that mm-hmm. episode. Weirdly enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they makes like, I, I get a little annoyed by John Hodgman uh, showing up as a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Like no good reason. I just kind of do. And uh, he's not annoying in it either. Oh, just a good job. Interesting. Yeah. Just, just too recognizable when he plays that OSI agent. Yeah, it's just it's too much his own thing. Yeah, like yeah. they introduced that that John the John Hodgman OSI agent named Snoopy, and it's like, who's this guy? And why is there an agent called Snoopy? <laughs> it's, just, you know, it's a weird time where they're just throwing a lot of stuff against the OSI wall because yeah, that's where like yeah. uh, Headshot shows mm-hmm. up as well, who doesn't get an arc or anything really. Yeah, no, just, just a name, just Headshot. Yeah. Um, Bill the, Hader. Uh, I love, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill, I mean, yeah. Bill Hader and uh, they got Paget Brewster in. God, I just what a treasure Paget Brewster is. Yeah, but doesn't do anything. True, like great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not yeah. given a lot to do. Um, I love this uh, where Brock shows up and is like, uh, you know, seems pretty strong out. And Rusty's like, he should have seen his rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he he wanted the I can't remember the the details of it. But do you, were were you uh, uh, around when that dropped? Like when everybody's riders dropped. I mean, on the internet, not when everybody's writers dropped, but I've always been fascinated with them. Um, and especially like the turns out about what those generally are, are supposed to be like, like why, why Van Halen did that actually. And then everybody kind of, yeah, the hint. Yeah. Thing. The Van Halen <laughs> thing, the Van Halen explanation is far more fascinating than the idea that they're megalo, megalo, 
you know the word I'm trying to say. Yeah. Control freaks <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who can't stand green M&Ms. Yeah. No, I mean, for, for, for people who don't know, the explanation is, so we ask for no green, green M&Ms. We make these very specific things because those contracts are not just about our accommodations, but we're going to these smaller venues that uh, maybe don't have the electrical system or the safety the, the stuff that we need. And so if we see the green M&M in the bowl, we know they probably didn't like check to make sure they had the wattage. So then they would go and like double check to make sure they weren't going to burn the fucking place down. So that was the first um, thing where writers became the public consciousness. This is specifically referencing a website called the smoking gut gun.com. Okay. In the early two thousands, this website dropped out, dropped a bunch of writers. Okay. Uh, if you go to the smokinggun.com forward slash backstage, and this was a huge internet thing mm-hmm. um, when I first kind of moved out of uh, my parents' house. Um, and it's just all these people's writers. And, the, you know, you can find the specific one that they they reference here, Sean Puff Daddy's uh, thing on this website. Mm-hmm. This is where they got that information. Yeah. So, like, that is the cool, you know, um, what are those called? The map, those towns, fake towns on maps to. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. You know? The canary That's, traps. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what that's what that is. But just the idea of like looking at wild ass writers mm-hmm. uh, came from this very specific website, and this was all the rage for a little while. Nice, nice. Was reading writers, uh, which is they're pretty fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you want to look at Red Hot Chili Peppers and the kind of kind of stuff they wanted, you can. Yeah, uh, <laughs> included aromatherapy candles. Have cool. y'all ever given any thought what you would put on your own writer if you like had that power? I, I mean, I would probably just say whatever, you, whatever you have, that's fine. Yeah, surprise me, like because <laughs> well, I, I, I don't like asking anybody <laughs> for anything. So, like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I would, I would be too, I would be too ashamed to make any demands because I'm just a humble uh, and uh, a modest person, and not everybody knows that about me. The uh, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, got their socks, their dick socks. <laughs> Uh, they're on their writers. Yeah. What's the Bloodhound so, Gang want? Uh, like a fresh, uh, a fresh twelve pack of Hanes. Yeah, <laughs> dick sock. Um, you know, and these are. I remember when me and my friends got into this and we were reading them. I can't remember any of the greatest hits from it, but watching this episode, I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, yeah. that was like an early internet thing." Yeah, like what? What's Moby want? <laughs> Trash? Probably. Garbage? <laughs> shit. Oh, God, what's Wayne Newton want? Sorry, no. This is, oh. yeah. I wasn't aware of this specific thing. Uh, the, the, the that man, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like celebrity leaks or whatever have gotten so salacious. This is wholesome in comparison. Very <laughs> wholesome. Like I don't like feel Moby wanting ten shirts and ten boxers. Yeah, like Pretty chill. I don't feel bad seeing this or knowing this information. So huh. oh, this Bill Cosby. 96 one's probably pretty dark in retrospect. Uh, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, no. It's just interesting because no. they have the 96 and the 2005 one, so you get to see how he changed. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I bet that's a fun way to kill an afternoon, just reading through those. Yeah. This was a big thing uh, <laughs> back in the day. Uh, Carrot Top Made in America tour. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, boy. Uh, any, any, I could do this. Uh, four flame projectors, two fireballs, <laughs> one 24 charge airburst harness, green dot powder with red flame additive. What? 
Um, <laughs> a lot of pyrotechnics in the Carrot Top show. Weird. Huh. And he also uses Dial Soap. So. Oh, we're not sponsored by them, so... No, I shouldn't buzz market. Yeah. Dial Soap. <laughs> um, anywho. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, so, but again, the thing I like about this joke is that I love it when uh, Doc and Brock are friends. Oh yeah, yeah. You but, know, <laughs> like anything that references them having inside jokes together and stuff, I really love. Yeah, because because he lists off all the stuff, and it's like, oh, what was that Van Halen? Oh, it was Puff Daddy. Like, oh yeah, we both knew this because we both talked about that in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, lo- I love their friendship. <laughs> uh, Hank runs up, and he's so excited. He has a friend. Like he's never had a friend before, really. Uh, so he wants to show Dermot his room because he's a kid, right? Uh, and I, I, lo- I love what Rusty says. Quit it with the pop stuff. If these kids find out their hero had sex, their heads will explode. Which, which is them seeding Dermot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I believe. Yeah. You know? um, Brock tries to spare Hank's feelings by saying he can help him with his judo, his uh, Kodokan blood judo. Mm-hmm. Um, before the blood judo, the order of the triad is doing their safety presentation here, which is incredible. <laughs> uh, listen, but yeah, I don't smoke. Um, just, just really, really good. Uh, telling the kids about radar and smoking. And I don't know why you would get like Dr. Strange and friends to talk about radon. <laughs> <laughs> because they fight against forces unseen, Gary. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's weirdly unfocused too. Like they just move from topic to topic. Yeah, just, here's a list of dangerous things. Yeah, uh, it's the kind of thing where you think that it should be Pete White, and then I found out through the commentary that Pete White is on the intercom. Yeah, announcing events that all got you can't hear in the mix. Right. Oh, okay. Oh. I was wondering what that like weird background audio noise I was hearing constantly was. Yes. Pete. Yeah, that's Pete uh, announcing announcing things, including Dean Square dancing lessons that were uh, that were canceled due to <laughs> lack of interest. <laughs> I, I, I would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, um, when they they do the Bruto uh, the the judo Brock judo presentation, mm-hmm. um, this is the part where Dermot uh, you know is like, is that a geishi instead of a you know because mm-hmm. it's gay because he's a Dermot. Yeah, and uh, Brock just what. The, like just not knowing what to say is fucking incredible. He's just, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and you, you've got Dermot like my hands and instep have been uh, had to be registered as lethal weapons. Are yours? He's like, oh, you're you're, you're lying. You're just building yourself up. And Brock just does and, not. And Hank buys it. I love uh-huh. Hank just believing. Uh, are yours, Brock? No, they don't do that. It's not even real. I you know, just losing it. I think the fact that Hank is buying into Dermot's bullshit is really what bothers Brock the most here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's also, I really like how kind of sweet it is. Like, when you see that, you know, you see the boys and you see their, their kind of personality thing. Like, Hank's desire to imprint himself on any strong masculine presence. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, uh, later we're in the, when the tram and he tries to do his own version of the joke. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, all this, it's a very sweet moment to me. Yeah. Like... Uh, and it's just transferring from Brock to, to Dermot. Big downgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Big downgrade. But for, a, for just a moment, Hank sees him as more masculine than Brock. Yeah. Incredible. And I just, and I just love, I, I love how unaccustomed Brock is to any kind of disrespect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Pushback whatsoever. Right. You know? Is oh. Hank's karate gi a reference to a movie? <sighs> I don't know. He, he wore it earlier. He wore it when he trained with Molotov. 
Mm, okay. Uh, in Assassin's Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Second appearance of that gi. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't. I don't remember if it's a specific gi. Yeah. Uh, Billy rolls up on the, uh, on the tram, uh, to, uh, take kids around to tour the science facility. Again, some of the wind leaves the sail. We have Monarch yelling at Kevin through the computer saying, Hey, get in there. He's going to show us, uh, it's going to show, show us everything, uh, that we need to know to get at him. Um, and we mm-hmm. have, this is where Rusty, you know, is like, okay, everybody pair off. We're going to use the buddy system to keep track of each other. Uh, this is especially funny because th- there was, it was a joke earlier. They're not insured. <laughs> so they have yeah. all these kids <laughs> on this dangerous compound. The and insurance of the buddy system. Yep. It, it's, it's also the buddy system was a real ass thing that we had to use in field trips and stuff, mm-hmm. which is like, exists only in a fantasy world where you can't lose two kids. Yep. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I see a flaw in your plan. If it's gonna get bad. It needs to be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, uh, oh god, very very good. Uh, this is where where Dermot is. You know, says hey, Pat Pat McCrotch, mm-hmm. and uh, you know tells him this thing. And Hanks like I love Hanks like Walter Walter Mellon. <laughs> That's so fucking adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he just wants someone to call him Watermelon on accident, and that's his joke, to pat my crotch. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cute. Just, just, just him misunderstanding. Uh, like, no, it's not a, you know, like, well, the funny thing is not the the crude part. It's how <laughs> we trick somebody. Yeah, but it's so pure. Yeah. Walter, Watermelon. It's so fucking pure. Yeah. I love it. Uh, this is where we get the what happened line as the kids are disappointed that this scrawny bald man is their once hero. Yeah, and I love he's been telling them multiple times. Yes. <laughs> I keep telling you. <laughs> um, I also love Orpheus talking to Brock and just the, this little, like, mentor. Like, Brock goes to Orpheus like Tim goes to Wilson. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Orpheus is like, hey, so uh, let me understand this. The The first time somebody disrespects you, you kill them? And sometimes <laughs> I just bruise them. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I just bruise him. You gotta know. Uh, and I, I love him taking the exact wrong. You know, if you treat him as an adult, he'll act like an adult. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, so what you're saying is I can get a kid to beat him up. Um, very good. This entire scene, just perfect. I love it. This is my favorite scene of the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a oh, petty Brock. <laughs> yeah, really Discreet. good. He screams, I'm no longer listening as he runs away <laughs> as Orpheus tries to continue the advice. Yeah, very, very good. It's sad they talked about uh, in the book or in the commentary, Doc Hammer says this is the only triad stuff he did this season, mm-hmm. which is sad because I like uh, Doc's triad. Yeah. Quite a bit. Um, so we get uh, Dean is getting his autograph from Action Johnny. And I love Johnny just being like, oh, are you Dean Venture? And my dad says I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> Listen, I can get you out of here. I have a plane. Just say the word, man. It again, very sweet. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to rescue this kid uh, from this thing. I, I think that's very, very sweet. I know. Sweet it just... but scary. Like, would you scary. Action Johnny at this point? No. Yeah, I don't know if Action Johnny's going to be a better father than Rusty Venture, and that says like tons. But but, but I mean, you know? Action Johnny probably knows that. But he, you know, he knows that it's a bad life. Like anything's better, man. Get on the streets. <laughs> He's also uh, he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't have to do adventure stuff. In the background of the shot, there's a stage uh, set up that just says barrels. Hide in them. Throw them. <laughs> 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 I really love. Um. 
so he, he getting out of the hiding in barrels lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, there's a really, I love the minor visual gag of when, uh, who's, who interrupts Brock? Yeah. Brock walks up and, mm-hmm. um, Johnny's just like I'm just signing a baby picture and his hand just goes way off the picture yes yeah. <laughs> the, uh, um, the uh, Rusty takes all the kids to, to something called the Eden uh, which is this habitat to uh, prepare people for long term space travel uh, there's some talk in the book and commentary about whether they're not sure if this is where Baldovich and Manstrong mm-hmm. trained when they were under uh, Venture Senior Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like this abandoned thing he has. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, this seems like the kind of thing kids would like. Of which he has multiple and yeah. they yeah. will keep coming. I just, I love it, that. It, it, <laughs> just because of his neglect, just he lives on just a, just an entire plot of land that is nothing but story hooks. <laughs> <laughs> abandoned super science story hooks. Yeah. And the like kids- he lives in the SCP. Yeah foundation and he says oh you know, kid, kid says well why 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 is it so dirty as they're trying to force the rusted door open and rusty like not even bitterly he just kind of cheerfully says oh my father died before he taught me to care <laughs> <laughs> very good uh they get in it hasn't been opened in 40 years and he just kind of assumes like kids will want to see this stuff yeah but it's this completely you know overgrown uh jungle it's you know uh <laughs> very scary i can't remember what do they say it smells like they say it smells like um like, like like a jock strap or something or it sounds like it smells like yeah, a hamper a gym sock or something yeah yeah it's like a yeah. hamper is what they say yeah, yeah. and they they uh they find it like a blair witch like a skeleton crucified in an x <laughs> that the uh <laughs> ever-growing super apes within are, uh-huh. are constructing apparently <laughs> yeah. and out comes a vicious gorilla which rusty thinks oh i can just talk to him like coco Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love, uh, you know, so Dermot's there. Dermot decides to become a hero, mm-hmm. <laughs> pulls out his air pistol. It's not a BB gun. It's yeah. an air pistol. Spring uh, action. Says, and Mr. Action has just joined the server. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very fucking funny thing to say uh, out loud. I'm going to say that uh, next time I uh, am on a date mm. and it's going well and i'm gonna kiss or something <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna lead that into hey, let, let me know how that goes uh, well i, I am very Actions, join the server i'm very interested in how that works out for you bud i, I gotta find a girl who laugh at that kind of thing <laughs> okay all right. that's my goal man that's how you know like, the limits test good limits. that's how you know yeah, that's how you know it's just funny you know oh man <laughs> so i but I love so one of my favorite things about how Doc Hammer paces his episodes is we cut over to Dermot doing this, and mm-hmm. when we cut back off screen, uh, Doc is trying to do sign language by saying the words to the gorilla mm-hmm. and told Billy to act like a kitten. Yep, and he's like, "I don't. This isn't working, and I don't know why you thought it would work." <laughs> And of course it wasn't, but we don't like the idea of like him convincing him of that would never happen. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how you write the dialogue where doc is like, Billy act like a kitten. It's our only yeah. chance. It seems stupid, <laughs> but cutting away and coming back to them. I've already just agreed to it. Yeah. Uh, really works for me. <laughs> I'm sure Billy didn't really agree to it so much as was dragged into it. By, Cause yeah. he's such a pushover. Probably like yeah, literally push to push down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you push me over? <laughs> Act like a kitten. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and then Dermot again, being all talk, he goes to he goes to shoot, but he he hits Billy instead. <laughs> yeah, which sends the gorilla into gorilla rage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
we, we cut over to Brock. Brock is trying to train Dean to punch so mm-hmm. he can beat up Dermot. Uh, and Dean had met Dermot before this and, and noticed that he was, he was a jerk. Yeah. You know, uh, they set this up. It's not working though. Cause Dean, uh, does not, he's not strong. He's mm-hmm. like a wuss. Um, I love when he radios rusty is like, you know, Hey, is Hank with you? He's like, uh, Hank's still alive. <laughs> like he looks around and checks. Yeah. yeah. That's so dark, but he ran, he left Billy for dead. Uh, Billy just barely manages to escape. He's all bloodied. His robot arm is ripped off. Um, mm-hmm. and he's holding a shoe. They, <laughs> they lost one. A small child was disemboweled with a gorilla. This is really bad. Yeah. And Rusty's like, ah, it's it's fine. He's like, I just saw a kid get disemboweled. Like, <laughs> very traumatic. Yeah. Um, we go back to Monarch and Dr. Mrs. the Monarch um, eating dinner with Phantom Limbs dinnerware. Um, she's mad about him sending the Moppets to Arch. And we see him looking at the screen where Brock is talking to the Moppets, uh, trying to get them to fight Dermot. And, yeah. you know, they're like, use a knife, bigger knife, you know, <laughs> being, being little Moppets. But he immediately sees through and just grabs the camera and says, come get your kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monarch. And then really sweetly, you know, he says like, oh, and by the way, Rusty really misses you guys, really misses you guys. <laughs> Well, he's, yeah. he's very sarcastic. Yeah. Like, he's not saying that sweetly at all. He's saying, like, oh, he really misses you. Yeah. It's like, I think he calls him idiots. Oh, okay. During it. Yeah. Um, and Monarch believes him anyway. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> he wants Monarch. to. He needs to. Yeah. He needs yeah. it. Yeah. Um, also, I love the Monarch's um, mid 2000s MacBook with uh, the Monarch logo on it. <laughs> it's so good. You know, that clamshell. built. Yeah. Pirate Captain. Is, is having people uh, prepare for another presentation, teaching the Order of the Triad uh, how they should react to a ghost. <laughs> like, we should be ghosts. We have ghost experience. Yeah. Uh, but he only has one ghost costume and a million pirate costumes. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brock rolls up with a mummy Yeti costume that will be coming back, even though it is rented. Uh <laughs> Who even knows what they're going to be doing here? It's like play or whatever. It's like pirates and yetis and ghosts and mm-hmm. mummies and Action Johnny and Dr. Z. As with a special <laughs> guest. Uh, Action yeah. Johnny big timing them. Action, Don- Action Johnny doesn't perform with a special anything. You no, know, you know what I just realized, y'all? Season three really lays a lot of track for the fact that Rusty really likes to write plays. Yeah. <laughs> And well, that's going to pay off think, next season. I was, yeah, I was thinking about it with uh, where Dean put on the version of Lady Windermere's fan. Right. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, and him getting that from, from Rusty. Uh-huh. You I know? 100% believe that. Yeah. No, and then, yeah, and then that, that, that'll pay off in the, in the Bad Apartment episode. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is one of my, one of my favorites yeah. uh, of next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, the Moppets go to drive away and the Monarch is dismayed to see, uh, the hover tank driving the opposite direction, uh, approaching the compound. I love this little exchange. Uh, this is worse than seeing you with another man. Uh, Hey, that wasn't my idea. And Monarch says, I thought it would turn me on, but it was just double, double the embarrassment. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's weird that they seed the, uh, the Monarch doctor girlfriend, Polly Swinger stuff this early. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it, it ends up being like a real long running kind of subplot of that relationship. I mean, it was seated pretty early. I mean, back, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, midlife chrysalis. He was gonna, 
he was he was touching himself as she was seducing as yeah. she was seducing Rusty. Yeah. The, they're, they're freaks seven days a week. <laughs> the, the, Who's out uh, there certifying the, these freaks? The, the, <laughs> I, uh, the, it ends up being that really sad, like payoff at the end of uh, next season, I think mm-hmm. when 21 uh, is like, you know, confessing to the monarch that <laughs> he kissed her over his corpse. And he's like, Oh, so what we had a, you know, a threesome yeah. We're super villains, you fucking dink. <laughs> You know, and he's like, "Yeah, my, I watched my wife fuck Manta Claus and I made him breakfast in bed." You know, and it's just very sad. Like he can't handle it. Yeah, I, I always really like that moment. Uh-huh. Like he thinks that he is in a different kind of, you know, thing. Yeah. Like I, I love Twenty One's arc of being like, maybe I'm not a bad guy mm-hmm. uh, in general. Oh, the way that pays off uh, is so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Triana shows up at this point. Uh, talking to to Dean, uh, and Dean is upset because Hank's got a giant new friend. Uh, they both both know them. Uh, no, no Dermot. Rusty shows up for the show to start, uh, and he's late and panicking because that kid died. He had to go off to the lab. They yeah. t- they kind of foreshadow the end of it uh, before this. When Doctor Z shows up, um, and this is great. The the old timey musical sting mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. Whenever he does this. Yep. And Dr. Z's here and, you know, like he's just here like for the showbiz circuit. Right. But action Johnny, because he has nothing but a ball what of trauma. Is this man? <laughs> like yeah, He starts having flashbacks. Good. Like he collapses to the ground because he thinks that this person who was tortured him before is just going to, you know, start doing it again. Um, yeah. And I love that Dr. Z is just a natural. Like, you know, yeah. he, like the, the, the show obviously, obviously isn't going to happen, but he gives the kids what they want. He he gives the yep. natural villain speech and the you know and the kids are just going crazy for it. Yeah, he's 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 an old pro. Yeah, you know, they they make a reference in the uh, commentary about how he should hang out with Scaramantula. Mm-hmm. Like, just like old dudes who just really like this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love I love Doctor Z talking to Rusty. Like obviously Rusty called him in here as a favor, right? To make this appearance at his day camp, he's like, I thought you said Johnny was clean now, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, yeah. You know, he's been dry for a month, but he's been downing Xanax like they were Cheetos. Um, very sad. Yeah. Like, he's not on drugs, but he's not doing good. Then, yeah. He, he's, he's on he's on Dr. Drugs right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and not Dr. Drugs, his DJ name. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dermot just keeps on talking shit, and Triana, you know, calls him a dork saying, oh, you think you're all hardcore, but you're so Dave Matthews. Um, and they're, you know, they're going back and forth again. Just nobody is, nobody is buying or giving Dermot the time of day except for Hank. Well, and she, uh, he insults Triana and that's when, when Dean freaks out, he -hmm. says like, like, you're lucky you look like a suicide girl, (laughs) right? You know, just like that. And Dean freaks out and wails on him. And what I feel like is a reference to a Christmas story. It's, it's a big taken down Scott Farkas energy. All right. Yeah. I can see it. Scott Farkas kind of dressed like Dermot. Yeah. Scott Farkas was the one of the OG Dermots. Yeah. Huge you Dermot know? energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love I love uh, one of the little details about this is he's freaking out and he's beating him up and is, you know, he's crying while mm-hmm. he's doing it. Like snot is dripping from his face. Like he's very upset. <laughs> yeah. You know, during this. Like it's not a, an alpha move. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is pure animal rage. <laughs> which is which is what you should be afraid of. You do not want this being you know, that that's the kind of person you do not want hitting you because they will not stop. <laughs> Dude, like out of all the people on this show, Dean might be low key. Oh yeah. Like you know, the scariest because Dean is so tightly wound when Dean snaps, mm-hmm. 
you know, you're lucky if he has sex with your girlfriend. Yeah. You know, Plus, in your Hank. Like, <laughs> I don't think we fully under sold how shitty Dermot's move was because it came in right after Triana told Dean that she thought he was cute for the first time. Yes. And so, like, he was riding a high mm-hmm. until that guy comes by and mentally kicks him in the shin. Yep. Yeah. It was not the time, uh, I, not the person. Yeah. D- Dean's Triana arc is one of my, my favorites because we, we go into season four with the better man, which is one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, episodes or, you know, that's not, that doesn't happen in the better man. That's the, the Orpheus one during the, the, where he tells him to fuck you, the mm-hmm. prom thing where he's talking to the out, outrider. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really good. That's a, one yeah. of my favorite moments in the show. Yeah. Um, um, I also love Brock doesn't let anyone stop Dean. He's like, Hey, hey they're just kids. Come on. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, just kids. Let them work it out. Um, he's so happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> really good. This problem solved itself. <laughs> yeah. Very, very good. Uh, Dr. Z says your child, that child is a spinning murder top. Are you uh, sure he's your fine. son? Um, Sergeant Hatred shows up. This was actually Sergeant Hatred's first written appearance mm-hmm. in the season. He appeared earlier in this, but this is the first time they wrote him. Yes. Um, appeared with his uh, henchmen who just jump out and the two guys with flamethrowers just set fire to one bush. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it's, very, it's really good. Uh, and Brock, who has been frustrated all day, decides to take this out. Mm-hmm. On, uh, on one of these, these getting getting blood on the rented m- mummy yeti suit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, real good moment. Hatred comes out and all the kids run up and start kicking him. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't do <laughs> like, uh, good yeah. Sergeant Hatred material. Yeah, but it just said uh, and and a more good Sergeant Hatred Hatred material. Uh, just like all of the paperwork and stuff on this, and like, oh, we got to get on the same page here. I'm just pulling a Moses on some shrubs. It's rock bottom henching, and it was an AMPM mix up. Uh, yeah, he, he thought that the that the uh, the A was just a really fancy P on, on the schedule. And also, I just love that like there's just a like a, a shared calendar that they have. It's really cute. Yeah. Printed. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to send you an invite for your next arching. Could you just look that over? <laughs> and... Very, very sweet. Also, if he's going to show up at 530 a.m., that yeah. would have sucked as well. Well, everybody be asleep. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, uh, he says, you know, ask the boys where they want to get chow on the way home. I'm looking for lentil soup. Mm-hmm. See me from Aubon Payne. I didn't know what Aubon Payne was. So it's, uh, it's, an, it's an airport, like, bread and soup place. It's like an air, airport Panera. It's owned by Panera. Is it? Like, it's a it's a weird thing. Like, I was very in the pocket for almost every reference in this episode, except oh. for that restaurant. Okay. Yeah. Which I had to look up. We're talking airport only. Like, you can't ever find one of these outside an airport, or just most people are going to encounter one? I've only right. ever seen one in an airport, and I got a very disappointing bagel at one. <laughs> yeah. I think that they're... For my research, I think they are available outside of airports, but mm. it's like airport quality. Okay. You know? Yeah. Oh, airport quality at land prices. <laughs> when, when you're really craving like the the taste of the mile high. Yeah. 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 Uh, so lent, the, lentil uh, soup would punish right now, though. I fucking love lentil soup. I, you know, I like lentil soup a lot too. I thought it was a weird thing for certain hatred to just be craving. Uh, it's, but you know, it's fast funny. food. It's a nice. Soup. It's a nice. Uh, it, it, it's uh, you wouldn't expect it. You know, just like oh, I got to hanker him for some lentil soup. You it's know? real good. Yeah. No. Like I will fuck up some lentils, <laughs> but he's not going to go. He's got to put the lentils on hold. He's delighted to see Doctor Z. He's 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 a fanboy. He's geeking out. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, and this is again Doc Hammer. So the episode just ends. Right, like we're right. Done with, with all a little, the stuff. So little photo, <laughs> photo montage. Like your yeah, best day ever. Yeah, uh, it's very cute. The, hmm? the this uh, this photo montage of everyone taking pictures. It seems like a very successful camp. Mm-hmm. Based on these, except for all the people you know? who are hurt or dying. <laughs> yeah, just that that one kid, and that kid turns out okay. Does he? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. After he gets uh, body drained. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, right. In the post, you know, he, he prevented getting cancer. Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, he came out points. on top. Like, none of these other kids got cancer. He came out of a jar. <laughs> yes. $200 yeah. for cancer treatment, Cole. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. It's very cheap. You could break bad for less. Um, the, uh, you know, they, they, uh, the parents show up. This is where Pete shows up. And, you know, the first, all the times until I watch the commentary, I was like, what's Pete doing here? Yeah. And I found yeah. out, uh, what Pete's been doing. Um, the boy's parents show up and mm. Rusty walks out with the clone slug. He looks fucking repulsive. Yeah. He looks like the student in the back of the class, uh, when Billy was taking phantom limbs. He does. <laughs> yeah. Class, like shaking burn victim. <laughs> yeah. No eyelids. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Really repulsive. And they asked like, oh, what happened to him? Oh, we shaved his head for the sack race. Aerodynamics, you see. And then when he won, we yeah. poured plasma over him. <laughs> Victory plasma. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he cloned the kid from some of the blood off of the shoe that Billy ran out with. Uh, and of course, he, he, he monkeyed around with the genome to make sure that he would not get sick later on. So, you know. I guess if if, if 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 Gwen and Gary are to be believed, then uh, then this is good. So, <laughs> yeah, I would I would prefer not to have a, a cancer. Yes, uh, in a kid. Yeah, you know, I, you can see kind of why Doc was doing this so lightly too. It's because he's done it with his own kids so many times. Yeah, yeah. right. Like to him, this is no big deal. Like they are Hank and Dean. You know, you, you do the same DNA, same memories. They are Hank and Dean. Yeah. Like it's to him, this is no difference. Yeah. No. Uh, no. You know? No soma existential anxieties. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Dermot. Uh, you know, I love this bit with Dermot. Where he, like he's talking about his, like short and sassy shampoo, mm-hmm. and they took it off the market because if you combine it with Bretzen, which is the active ingredient in certs, you get maple. <laughs> which I mean, everybody's Dermot was either like way into quoting the explosive uh, recipes from uh, from Fight Club, or mm-hmm. they were uh, big into the Anarchist Cookbook. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Retson, because it was very weird of certs to uh really try to make a star out of retson yeah hey you gotta have your angle no no other mint had retson i there's no other there's no other mint that i knew would have had anything (laughs) like it's real weird that i knew about ret like retson awareness was through the fucking roof and i don't know why they're toasted i got (laughs) i'm coming from this from complete ignorance certs i'm assuming is some other kind of hair care product no, it's, it's a, a mint. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a, a breath mint. mint. Yeah. And it advertises yeah. itself largely as being made of rets. 100%. Yeah. Like the, the so entire weird. purpose of search commercials were to say it has rets in. Yeah. Uh, which is a it. trademark for a, a <laughs> trademark name for a mixture of copper glutinate, partially hydrogenated cottonseed soil, and flavoring. Uh, what is clo- copper glut- glutinate? <laughs> you know, look I, at this I, I don't uh, know it's a dietary uh supplement for the treat copper deficiency okay. <laughs> do you not have enough copper so in your system mints. yeah it, it was a really weird time uh, <laughs> at the same time i was seeing all the search commercials which are really surreal was also the halls of medicine okay uh, you, you folk knows those are in my uh 
uh, being old. Uh, that, that might have come slightly before me. I, you're talking about Halls the Men? The, like... Pop drop. The, Halls, okay, yeah. so okay, so Halls cough drops, and they had commercials about the halls of medicine, which were like a guy, a clearly strung out man, like a in a business suit with like his tie loosened, like he's had a really scary day, <laughs> running through gigantic hallways made of halls. Oh God! <laughs> and it's like, welcome to the halls of medicine, and the, it looked like he got fucking mazed. Yeah, I was gonna say, did the Lady of Pain send him there? <laughs> like that like the the mint commercials because it was also when we had ricola yeah. like the mint cough drop commercial wars of the or, late 80s and early 90s were incredible well, and then extending over <laughs> to the, the, the york the york peppermint patty ones where you take a bite oh, out of it and you're fucking whisked to the top of a mountain to die of exposure yeah, you get teleported <laughs> or you get ice breath yeah there's also ones where your breath becomes like freezing like you get superpowers from a york peppermint it just patty. doesn't seem worth it to me no. You know, it the advertising landscape was very much like a battlefield in the nineties. <laughs> I never really thought of it like that. <laughs> it's always, also, man, York peppermint patty patties are like when you want some candy, but you also want to eat some toothpaste. I love I I, I can't get on board with that. I'm a big mint mint candy, mint chocolate guy. I like York peppermint patties too, but they're so toothpaste like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They have a lot in common with toothpaste. Like mm-hmm. it's about as close as you can get to toothpaste and yeah, still have without being food. poison. Yeah. Yeah, man, you really trick some kids into eating toothpaste to get some chocolate. Yeah, you'll die. Like it's not you're not supposed to do that. You get really sick if you eat. How much do you think you can eat before a kill kid? (laughs) I mean, how much they weigh? Two and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait wait a minute. Are you saying how much is a lethal dose, or how much could they get in them before they before they die? Because you you know. You, wait, wait, which one are you saying is going to be larger? The, how much yeah. you can get in before they die? Because, like, you could be doomed, but still shoveling the toothpaste in. Oh, sure, that's true. Yeah, you yeah. know, you're not going to die instantly. I'm not talking about making a human toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just saying I they're just very different numbers. Trick a kid into eating non-food. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't think about it. If any doctors listen to the show, yeah. hook me up. <laughs> We have some experiments we want to run. If anybody knows how to write grant proposals. Uh, okay, wait, wait. I did actually look this up because I was curious. But there, apparently, if you get fluoride-based um, toothpaste, like if that's a core ingredient, mm-hmm. the amount of fluoride in that tube would kill a child. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. That's, I mean. Because they make it taste good. They do. I had, I had toothpaste that tasted like bubble gum when I was a kid. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems like they shouldn't it. get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. Make it taste like it's, poison. It's, it's probably really weird that kids have candy flavor in general. Yeah. Maybe. You got to trick them into doing, I don't know. Why, though? <laughs> what is the, the Dimatap where it tastes like the most delicious beverage they yeah. don't make? And nothing will ever taste yeah. that good again? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, inserts, which is Rutzen. Uh, Dermot's mom pulls up, him. you know, he's like, Oh, take it sleazy. Uh, he gets in and she asks, Did you, did you meet him? And he says, Yeah, he's okay, I guess. Are you sure he's my father? And then that's the uh, that's that that's the cutaway, uh, again, yeah. leading us to believe that uh, that Brock is the uh, is the daddy. 
Well, there, there are people also who don't listen or don't watch the show who listen to the show because they mm-hmm. like us. Yeah. Dermot looks more like Brock than Doc. He does. He's got yeah. blonde hair. Dirty uh, blonde hair, super greasy at the end. Yeah. Big dude. Yeah, it just he's not like not like fat. He's just very broad, right? Yeah, um, and we get post credits. We get the Moppets being you know creeps because they're fully grown men. You know, Doctor Mrs. The girlfriend is uh, is hugging them, saying, "Oh, you did such a good job." And you know, they're like, "We like hugging mommy." I mean, yeah, we like hugging like mommy in a new costume. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it it feels like that's one of the things about the the Moppets I don't care for because I feel like Doctor Girlfriend would be wise to that. Yes. I you know it was enough I think if they had treated her kind of like a mother figure. But uh. yeah. Yeah. No, but they're treating her like Lady Dimitrask. It's a sex mommy now. It's yeah. a yeah, it's a little horned. Yeah. You know. And the the uh I just, you know, I just I like I prefer my doctor girlfriend to be really hyper competent. Yes. You know. Um so kind of kind of a nothing uh, ending for me, but other than the monarch stuff in this which is still it's still fine mm-hmm. everything else i think is actually operating like a plus though yeah like super super good uh any any wrap-up thoughts Gwen, i can imagine a version of this show where they decided that dermot was brock's kid because there is a fun dynamic there where his just energy his complete energy is just so antithetical of everything that brock thinks a person <laughs> should be Mm-hmm. That could yeah. have been a good a good version of the show, but I'm I am ultimately glad that uh, you you know he turns out to be Rusty's kid. He's Hank and Dean's half brother, <laughs> and <laughs> he's just one more. You know uh, what do you call those things in Dark Souls too? The wheels. You know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. map. Spoke. spoke. <laughs> yeah. Spoke. Another yeah. spoke of yeah. the Venture Brothers family. <laughs> yeah. It's also uh, one of the things we talked about this a little bit in the Slack. Um, the episode where they reveal that with uh, Dr. Venture, like incredibly gross yeah. for him to father Dermot, of course. Mm-hmm. Also, like a little bit like. I don't want to get the reputation on this show. <laughs> the guy with, with, God, Gary, with sympathy for sex past. Gary, if you have to. <laughs> However, I, get, I need to save you from when, yourself. <laughs> when when he's like, it sucks that he does it. There's a big power imbalance. Yes. Right. And you don't have sex with children. But when he's like, I didn't Carter, you know, yeah, like yeah. I have a little bit of sympathy for Doc during that moment. Like somebody comes on to him. He has the shitty childhood. He's always thought of himself as this like big man yeah. on campus. And somebody comes along and like reinforces all of those notions. Mm hmm. And he's got the exact blinders on where he's not going to realize, like, of course this person does. They're in my fan club. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I, it, it's not that I think it's, like, I think no. that is damning. It just reads as dramatically sound, I guess, yeah. is what I mean. I mean, it, it, yeah. is, it, is another, it is another way in which he is a bad person and he, is, he has something fundamentally missing from him because of the way that he came up. Right, and yes. that, that, that that is that is a depiction that is dramatically sound. Yeah, nobody. If 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 you are going to interpret that as like what what happened there is good, I, I would I would encourage you. Yeah, to, to, to act in better <laughs> that's faith. Not, than that. That's not what I mean. Yeah. it's it's yeah. on the same cadence or the same kind of trajectory of me of like the show spends a lot of time being like Doc is the worst fucking person, and then softening it kind of over the course of the series. Mm-hmm. 
by showing uh, how horrible his childhood is and showing a lot of other people who, you know, we, this is also a show with all the other uh, like sidekicks and action Johnny and everybody who's lived this life mm-hmm. and how they've developed. And ultimately, like I think showing doc as this person who has moments of goodness, but is pretty static and pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. And then contrasting him with the boys in the last season, which are like literally going on to become their own people and, and yeah. developing things is like the moment of hope you see in the show almost. Yeah. 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 That there's, there's you not know, going to be a straight up re- re- repetition. There's not going to be a repeat of these, yeah. uh, of, of, of these mistakes. It's a, uh, it, it's, it's important. I think when you're talking, you know, in, in real life and about representations of stuff in media, uh, to understand that there is a distinction between an excuse and an explanation, <laughs> yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. It it's dramatically sound and interesting to me. Yeah. You know, even if it is something that's that's shitty and unexcusable. Yeah. G- Gary, just to back you up a little bit, I I agree. It is very sympathetic, and the doc, like he did the bad thing. He didn't do the worst thing. I think that's the big moment for him. Yeah. Is well, just it's, he supports the kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like it, it's, it's implied also the, perfor- I think a lot of it is the performance yeah. sells it during that episode where James mm-hmm. Urbaniak is like, I didn't fucking know, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you should have known, but a crime of not doing your due diligence is less odious than willfully being malicious, even if they're both really bad. Yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so- I don't know. I, 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 Again, not trying to get the the sex pest defender uh, <laughs> achievement. Yeah, in this between liking Doc and Sergeant Hatred. Well, right. I think but, Captain you know, Sunshine is actually a great role model for. <laughs> I the uh, the Captain Sunshine stuff is really interesting because the creators like went out of their way to be like that's not actually what he meant, and even I'm like, <laughs> Dudes. come on, you <laughs> were doing a Michael Jackson thing. We all yeah. saw it. Yeah, we we saw it, buddies. Like, I yeah, I understand yeah. why you're trying to get out of it now. You cannot, you can't, uh, can't have it both ways. There, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but that episode also has the action news team. That's all that has Ghost <laughs> Robot in it, which is so fucking good. incredible. <laughs> like, it's so I love it. And the like one minute long commercial for a helicopter. <laughs> you know, all that episode. That episode's still very funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <sighs> yeah. Venture Brothers, you're gonna get a little bit of uh, you know, mid two thousands. Yeah. Uh, Cal Mustation humor in there. Yep. Anywho, uh, Gwen, <laughs> Gwen, where can people find you online? Um, you can listen to every episode of Orb and uh, sing along to the beautiful theme song I wrote. I don't have anything yet. I should have made that website, like I said last time, but <laughs> maybe next time. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, yeah, you're, you're, the, the you're, time. you're a fixture in the community. So when you get the website out and when you have more stuff to say, people will find you and people will know. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. you. Also, Slack. Slack. Be yes. on Slack. Slack is great. Uh, the Ventured Bros channel is great. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Just a shout out to my favorite corner of the Slack, Everything to Guppy. That's a great channel to be in. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. excited. That is a fun time. Uh, <laughs> let, let us know, regardless of whether you're on the show, when you get that website out, and we'll yeah. uh, we'll plug it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, as for us, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Yeah. Um, and you can leave us range reviews on Apple Podcasts if you like. Yeah. At that Patreon, you get episodes of the show a week early. Uh, and uh, uh, t- tell your friends if you can too. If you if you know people who like uh, uh, the Venture Brothers, uh, cue them in to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think we should sign off by saying, "Go, go team, team Venture." Venture. <laughs>